Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm worried about as it relates to the Steelers in 2021 it's not nearly as much about the damage that's been done to their defense this offseason it's not really at all about who they get at running back because I remain confident that are running backs coming in the first round. No, my thing is the one thing that we can fully expect will not change by the time the football flies. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into baseball and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Pirates and Penguins right where you found this fine program. It's the passing game. It's the passing game. I can only think of one thing. Eh, I shouldn't say one thing. I can think of one main thing that'll be different about the passing game this year, and that's principally the offensive coordinator. You know, Matt Canada taking over for Randy Feetner, ideally with... I wouldn't say a wholly new playbook because that's not something that you throw at a 39-year-old franchise quarterback who spent his entire career in one spot, but at least a much more imaginative, dynamic playbook that comes with more precise, more modern routes. That's something I've heard a lot of advanced football minds discuss whenever it comes to flaws in the Steelers' offenses. They didn't like the type of routes that Randy Feetner had his guys running. Matt Canada's never had an issue putting up points anywhere he's been, and he's known for being something of an innovator. And while I get that there's going to be a challenge Again, 39-year-old franchise quarterback who's never played anywhere else. I also get that that quarterback's got to be part of this process. He's got to have buy-in, and i got to believe that he will. Because when we really get right down to it, what went wrong in 2020, all of it, other than the running back and a couple other guys on the line, are coming back. What went wrong in 2020, even through the 11-0, but then absolutely in the 1-5 finish and way absolutely in the playoff loss to Cleveland, was the offense. And principally, the passing game. Someone tell me how the passing game will improve 
no pun intended, to a passable level in 2021 with almost all of the same personalities in place. Ben's still your quarterback. All of the receivers are back. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Chase Claypool. And at tight end, you still have Eric Ebron. And, you know, these are all almost entirely the same weapons, the same uh, the same arsenal that everybody was working with last year, except, except again, for running back. And I, I really don't believe that the Steelers would use a first-round pick on a running back who was principally uh, a, a pass-catching type. And not to say that Travis Etienne can't do other things. He can. This is a pretty good all-around back who I would not mind having on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster at all. But I could see the Steelers being way more focused on a running back to do the hardcore running, and that's why I believe and continue uh, to state that it's likely going to be Najee Harris. But that that has a, a peripheral effect on the passing game, but it's not the passing game. So the passing game still has to take care of itself. Now, if you've been muttering to yourself to this point of the segment, what about the line? You're not saying anything about the line. What about the line? Line's going to be all different. Well, the problem with the offensive line in this context is that as lousy as they were and embarrassing as they were at times with the run block, they... They didn't let Ben get hurt, and they didn't really let Ben get knocked down or sacked either. That was mission number one for all of those guys, those veterans, and it was accomplished. I don't think they were great at it. I think they, in particular, Alejandro Villanueva, were responsible for Ben having the NFL's fastest release time at 2.7 seconds. Because Ben knew what was coming and he wasn't about to deal with it. You know what I mean? But I can't look at a line that's got a whole bunch of newbies on it. Zach Banner's coming off a great training camp, but he's a newbie. Kevin Dotson showed great signs. He's in the same class. B.J. Finney, if he does end up being the starting center, and I'll believe that when I see it. Let's see how the draft plays out will be in his first full season as a starting center. David DeCastro, as I've said many times, I, 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 I need to renew my vows with, with Dave and believing that he still wants to keep going here. And in a right tackle, you've got Chuk Sikorafor, uh, who's not new and is it's actually, you know, maybe the most reliable guy that you've got. And we can talk about their energy as it relates to run blocking and the push that they'll get and everything. And I have no doubt that they'll be better run blockers than their predecessors. I really, really believe that, at least their predecessors as they were in 2020. But pass blocking is just a different animal. Pass blocking is where you need time to develop that chemistry and the communication and the signal calling and the pick up this guy and you've got that guy and no, 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 I've got this one. That does not happen 
after one really smooth training camp. It just doesn't. So I'm going to presume that the pass blocking, even if it's more inspired and younger and more athletic, isn't going to be as effective as what we saw last season. So where will it come from? Where will it come from? Fancy, snazzy routes? You know? Lots of uh, neat misdirection before the snap? This, this is my concern. Deontay Johnson led the NFL in drops, had 15 drops. If you want to say that he's your money guy and he's the one that you're going to be hitting more often than anybody else, and he was targeted more than anyone else, A, he can't drop the ball like that, and B, he's got to be more of a field stretcher. They all do. They all do. If we want to say that Chase Claypool looks like the next big thing or that if he fills out, he's going to be a little closer to Megatron and whatever else here, he also has to generate the big play. He absolutely showed signs of that last season. And he would benefit more than anyone from Ben throwing the ball down the field, you know, more often than once or twice a half. James Washington's got to be his best self, assuming he even gets onto the field, which I think is going to be his biggest issue again. So it's it's uncomfortable challenging him. He, he needs to get on the field. And then there's Juju. Juju's got the whole bet-on-himself contract that he just signed for a year. Uh, you know, he wants to be loved. He wants all the attention. He wants all that. Well, the only way to get that and to sustain it unless you just want to become an Instagram account, is to break bigger plays than what he did. He needs to get back to the type of plays, even on short passes, that he was generating uh, as a rookie in 2018. Maybe it's his knee. Maybe he can have that thing get mended in the offseason and come back in better physical shape and pull it off then. Maybe that's another variable. But did you notice that I'm talking about everybody other than the one who matters? (laughs) Ben's got to throw downfield. He's got to throw downfield, even if it doesn't work for a while. That was the biggest single mistake that the Steelers as a team made in 2020 was that they allowed Ben to get into this super comfortable game manager mode with all these little quick slants and everything else. And, hey, they were winning. So why change anything? So they kept doing it, and they kept doing it, and they kept doing it. And finally, one one day, John Harbaugh came along and said, What? (laughs) Seriously? Everybody up at the line of scrimmage. Everybody in purple. Let's go up to the line. And that was the end of that. This is my number one worry, and I don't know how it could possibly be alleviated in the draft, or for that matter, in any other form between now and when they show up at St. Vincent College. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated as super lawyers for over 15 years. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in Pennsylvania. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. Or give them a call at 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Bob Elliott, who says, One of the ways that a leader can be measured is by how his or her followers talk about them when they're not around. So often you hear or read Steelers players or assistant coaches repeating something about Coach T or Coach Tomlin and what he says. If he wasn't admired or respected, that would scarcely happen, and if so, certainly not in a flattering way. So, besides not winning a Super Bowl every year, what is Mike Tomlin not doing that causes some fans to not respect him in the manner in which someone of his tenure should be respected? Bob, to me, that answer is the three playoff wins in 10 years. Um, Yes, you will see at times, uh, as was the case during 11-0 last season, where the nation will let up and they'll say, wow, look what he's done here. This is absolutely remarkable. He's really put it all together. And then things kind of start to dissipate a little bit and everyone gets cranky again. And then that collapse came. Um, I feel that this fan base is well within reason to be critical of Tomlin, A, for the three playoff wins in 10 years, and B, for the succession now of this team fading out. That's a real problem, and it runs completely counter to what Tomlin's teams were doing before that, if you'll recall. Remember, this was the raise hell in December group. It was that you once you get to December, you're not beating one of Tomlin's teams. They're ready. They're going to just get on a roll. And in the last three years, even if it's for varying reasons— The commonality within that is that they have not performed well down the stretch. Yes, that absolutely reflects on the head coach. Yes, that's a valid criticism. Yes, also, in the same breath, I'm very comfortable saying he's the right guy to coach this team because I've been around for all of it, and I don't just remember the last bad thing or things that I saw. 
But when you're talking about sports and fans, for the most part, that is what you're talking about. I, I use a, a, a baseball parallel for that more often than anything else. That a, a reliever is only as good as the last late-inning home run he gave up. It's so true. It's so true. No one ever notices when a bullpen guy is on a streak. Do you? You know, like when a guy is just lights out six, seven, eight, nine, ten appearances in a row. But man, you remember that one that went over the fence that broke your heart. You know? Uh, I, I I feel like that's true across all sports. That's just, you know, the the one example that always comes to mind for me. Tomlin's been around here for a while now. And so the last three years aren't everything when defining his career. Have they been disappointing? Yeah, absolutely. And again, there have been different reasons for it. I'm not ready to hold him ultra accountable for Ben missing the entire year two years ago. That was kind of rough, you know? So why do people feel like that? Why do they not respect him? I think he's respected. I don't like speaking for fans or whatever, but I've certainly gotten the sense that fans respect him. I don't think he's, you know, what he's achieved in the NFL is respected. But I think there can be a combination of that and, you know, just being tired of him and being tired of maybe even some of the things that he says as it's said in the context of three successive significantly disappointing seasons and that's that's it's a it's a it's a strange setting bob you're not going to have a magic answer for this one it doesn't sound like you've got one yourself i don't think anybody listening will either but i i dispute the idea that he's not respected uh, but i i definitely definitely concur uh, with the people who are critical of him and his performance. He can and has to do better uh, in order to achieve, well, let's just use his own term here, the standard. Thanks for that question, Bob. Thanks to everybody uh, for listening to Daily Shot of Steelers all week long. Next week, we're really going to be getting it revved up uh, and go very draft heavy. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.